by the evil Snidely. Snidely struck a chord in me. I found him infinitely more intriguing than the do-gooder Mountie, and dreamt of how it would feel to be restrained, helpless, and abandoned, somehow knowing Snidely would be lurking unseen, rubbing his hands and twirling his mustache in glee at my distress. Dudley, saving the day, disappointed me in ways I could not decipher. And don't get me started on Boris Badenoff and Natasha Fatal. Their very names evoked dominance and submission. They were a dirty switch BDSM couple from hell. Or Russia, which was considered hell in my Cold War youth. I even liked I Dream of Jeannie a little too much. Something was very wrong, and in a very right way, about this show being pumped into America's homes. It seemed way too cool. Sultry, exotic wench in harem clothing waiting on and serving a man in uniform. And calling him master. I loved it. I wanted to be Jeannie. Like many curious kids, my friends and I would sneak copies of Playboy from father's or older brother's caches, eager to peer into the world of adult sexuality. One such foray yielded something spellbinding. My best girlfriend's brother had a magazine a combination of stories and pictures, all centering on rape and kidnap fantasies. One story told of a woman taken by a group of men to a remote cabin and repeatedly gang-raped. She was bound, humiliated, and tortured. I remember being appalled and immensely aroused by the photos of her tied to a chair as the men crowded around her, tweaking her bare breasts and slapping her tear-streaked face. The pictures were graphic, I had never seen true hardcore pornography before. These were my first views of erect cocks, penetration, and cum shots, not to mention sexual domination. Although my girlfriend had to explain what cum shots were, she had secretly observed her brother beating off and had a greater understanding than I of how these things worked. Once I understood, the idea fixed itself in my brain. To this day, I have an all-encompassing fetish for semen. My girlfriend was a bit put off by my obsession with this stuff and expressed her feelings of disgust. I couldn't shake off how I felt, though, and continually asked her to bring that one magazine out when she stole into her brother's stash. All my fun came to an end when her brother came home unexpectedly and caught us with his treasures. I think he went looking for something to read and found his favorites missing. He yelled at us, threatening and angry, and swore us to secrecy. My friend was so cowed by his rage she would never again sneak into his things, and I had to be content with my memories, which fueled my fantasies until I began having real-life experiences. Why I Love Being Daddy's Little Whip-Me-Dolly in Come Toilet Pain. Most people go out of their way to avoid it. I'm not so different. I jump around when I drop something on my foot. I hate paper cuts, and headaches make me crazy. I suffer from migraines, and trust me, I find no joy in them. But the quality of pain I experience in a scene is not the same. Oh, it's every bit as intense, usually more so. But I love it. I crave it. It's not a random act of the universe. It's a thoughtfully and lovingly applied sensation that awakens me to a consciousness and awareness I cannot find any other way. It strips away the layers of thought and responsibility and leaves me a creature composed of nothing but feeling, existing only in the moment. In short, it frees me.
How often has your vanilla lovemaking been disrupted or diminished by concerns of things outside the bedroom? When I'm playing with sensations, there's no room in my head for anything else. Pain, at least in a disciplinary sense, was not a component of my childhood experiences. My father was not inclined to spank me. In fact, I can recall him doing so only once, and it was far from traumatic though my cat attacked him for doing it. Conversely, it was not a turn-on. But the first time I saw a real whipping is tattooed on my brain. It horrified me and, much to my discomposure, aroused me tremendously. We were at a family reunion in the Rocky Mountains, and I was maybe 11 years old. My grandfather led a bunch of the cousins out for a hike. One of the girls was being insufferably bratty and whiny, and after about an hour of this, my grandfather had had enough.